Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. Oh, gosh, guys. Ben? Yeah, it's me. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Matt and Noel, and even those of you in the listening audience who are perhaps not gentlefolk, uh, (laughs) even even the the rough and the rapscallions, this is stuff they don't want you to know. This is an episode where we're doing something we don't always do, by which I mean we are talking about an event that is going on currently, not an historical thing, not, um, not a hypothetical thing. We're talking about something topical, which means that we need to put out some disclaimers. So, uh, maybe we could all, we could all say disclaimer together three times to make sure that it's it's palpable for people. I think we should just do an oath. <laughs> should put our hands in and do an oath. <laughs> what a, just say the thing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, very well. So this is going to be an episode that touches on WikiLeaks, that touches on politics. In this episode, we are providing facts and objective information. Which means that if there are partisans on one side of the political divide or the other, they may not like the facts. However, facts 
like numbers, do not have opinions. They have no affiliation. They have very little affiliation. And also, perhaps even more importantly, some of the information that we are exploring today may change mm-hmm. as more uh, stuff comes to light or is available. So like many of you, we've spent the last two weeks browsing through the Internet, watching live feeds uh, about the conventions that are occurring in the United States. Uh, maybe you don't live here, maybe you aren't watching, or maybe you don't live here and you are watching because you're interested in what the most powerful uh, country in the world in quotes there. He's doing quotation fingers, y'all, just, you know, just give you a visual aid. Well, yeah, it's, it is interesting to see where it's going, right? And you may have seen some stuff in the news, especially about an organization called WikiLeaks. Right. So as we're recording this, uh, this podcast should be coming to you on the 29th of July. And at this point, the U.S. presidential election seems set on a contest between two people. It would be the campaign of Donald Trump and the campaign of Hillary Clinton. In the course of this campaign season, uh, several strange things emerged. Both of these figures have had controversies, to say the least, in the past, right? And one of the things that's different about this election, about recent elections around the world and here in the U.S., is the emergence of online whistleblowing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the old question we've asked before, are there more skeletons in closets now, or is it just easier to open the closet? There's more light to be shined in there. It's right. easier to get a flashlight. There may be bigger closets, too. Yeah, there may be walk-ins. If you are listening to this show, of course, you have heard of WikiLeaks, but if somehow you have not, here is a brief recap. WikiLeaks is a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to publishing anonymous news leaks, including, uh, you know, Correspondence between governments or government departments, uh, stuff from banks, corporate memos. Uh, this was uh, first instituted in 2006 in Iceland. At least that's when the website came out via an organization known as Sunshine Press. Uh, by 2007, WikiLeaks claimed to have amassed millions, well, 1.2 million different documents. Most people associate WikiLeaks with a guy named Julian Assange. Julian Assange is an Australian national, but for the past few years, he's been trapped in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Four years he's been there. Because of um, allegations of sexual misconduct? Yes, Yes, because of allegations of uh, sexual misconduct. And those allegations came in Sweden, but he is adamant that if he leaves the embassy and goes to Sweden, he will be extradited to the United States. And we're talking physically walks out the front door. Right. And uh London has spent a lot of money watching that front door mm-hmm. and probably the side doors and the back doors and, the, and the back doors and the basements. So he is one of the only people that are publicly known to be a, a member of WikiLeaks. He is the founder, editor in chief and director. But there are some other names there. Sarah Harrison, Joseph Farrell and Christina Frafson. Yes, and there there are several. I mean, I no one knows exactly how many people are in WikiLeaks or you know would call themselves members of WikiLeaks who are doing the operations. Right. I mean, let's face it, WikiLeaker is a weird 
thing to call oneself. Sure, but the the things that they do require lots of hands, lots of eyes. Right, yeah, massive amounts of information, and they're legit. They've done things in the past that, whether or not you agree with their methods, have turned out to be true. And they've always protected their sources, which makes them a good place for people that are wanting to do a large-scale whistleblowing to you know, funnel their information through them so they can stay out of the picture because they have always done a very good job of maintaining the anonymity of their sources. Right. If you want to learn the inner secrets of Scientology, you have WikiLeaks to thank. They are the reason you can find that stuff online right now, all the way up through the OTs. Oh, yeah. And uh, they also released... um they also released the British National Party membership. They also released Afghan war logs. They also uh, released Sarah Palin's email account yeah. info. Now, it's important here to say that WikiLeaks themselves are not the people going into these um, going into these databases. They're receiving the information yes. and they're uh, dispersing it. They're distributing it like a, the way like a movie studio might distribute a movie that they didn't make. They're like a fence of information. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. The, the one, the WikiLeak that I remember the most is were the collateral murder videos. Do you guys remember those in 2010? I remember that one and I also remember the massive amount of uh, diplomatic papers and oh, yeah. dossiers that they released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, was, that seemed State like Department that was the one was... that made the, the biggest splash early on that I can remember. Right. And so WikiLeaks uh, surfaced in the mainstream news again quite recently. And uh, they surfaced because they released leaked emails uh, that confirmed some things that uh, the Bernie Sanders campaign had been arguing, and not just the Sanders campaign, but other voices in in the room in the digital echo chamber of modern media. So what did they say? On Friday, July 22nd, WikiLeaks released 20,000 internal Democratic National Committee emails. These ranged from January 2015 to May 2016, and this was three days prior to the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia this year, this week. And again, as they have done very well in the past, they refused to reveal the source of leaked email. But um, in June, a hacker using the name Guccifer, or as I like to say, Guccifer, because, you know, like Gucci Mane, 2.0, claimed responsibility for the hacking into the DNC's computer network. And then on Sunday, 24th of July, the Hillary Clinton campaign manager claimed that the emails were leaked by, quote, Russians for the purposes of helping Donald Trump End quote. So that's interesting because the content of the emails, we'll explore the idea of the source of these mm-hmm. uh, later in the show, but the content of these emails um, didn't make the DNC look particularly good. They did not, at this point, show any outright illegal behavior. No, it, it showed a couple of things like... Uh, well, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but it showed preferential treatment to people who donated a whole lot of money. And a very clear bias against the Sanders campaign, which, you know, they alleged all along. Right before the Iowa caucuses, there was a data breach uh, into the DNC's networks that exposed some, I guess you could call it proprietary candidate information uh, as far as, you know, different donors and information like that for the Sanders camp versus the Clinton camp. And 
the uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the Democratic National Committee basically penalized the Bernie Sanders campaign because it came from one of their employees. And then Sanders threatened to sue the DNC because they were withholding this proprietary information almost as retribution for this breach, which I think is kind of interesting and a little bit ironic considering what has happened now. But he alleged that they were giving Clinton preferential treatment. And now with the leaking of these 20,000 emails, that can be made much more palpable when you kind of really dig into it. Sure. And we, we have some examples of stuff from this from this email chain. Here's a good quote. Uh, it might make no difference, but for Kentucky and West Virginia, can we get someone to ask his belief? This is referring to Senator Sanders. Well, it's thought that it's referring to Senator Sanders. Fair enough. They don't actually use his name. Mm-hmm. Does he believe in a God? He had skated on saying he has a Jewish heritage. I think I read he is an atheist. This could make several points difference with my peeps, my Southern Baptist peeps. Love the use of the word peeps here. Uh, would draw a big difference between a Jew and an atheist. This is from Brad Marshall, the DNC chief financial officer. And then we have uh, Mark uh, Postenbach, national press secretary, who says, I'm wondering if there's a good burning narrative for a story, which is that Bernie never ever had his act together, and that his campaign is a, a mess. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> not the way Mark probably sounds. I just wanted to do that voice. I was going to say, if he got the job of national press secretary <laughs> with that voice, that guy, is a, he's a smooth talker, maybe... <laughs> Not with his accent. So they show that, you know, also, as as we said earlier, that the big donors were given special treatment, which to me is not a surprise no. because that happens in most situations in U.S. politics. It's one of those things that you don't really want people to think about too much. Right. Uh, at least people who are donating, you know, like you listening or us speaking right. here who can only give a certain amount of money. Uh, you won't be able to sit down in a room or maybe sit next to Barack Obama during some event. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where it gets uh, this is where it gets interesting, because shortly after this, on July 24th, the chairwoman of the DNC resigned. This is Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who uh, was working with Clint, the Clinton, the former Clinton campaign run. Yeah. In for president. Yeah. For president in 2008. And uh, as a representative from Florida and for people who were fans of Bernie Sanders, this seemed to be uh, a conflict of interest that this person holding office at the DNC when, you know, previously they had supported uh, a specific Democratic. Well, she ran the campaign, right? So this can all sound a little bit dry, a little bit policy wonky um, inside baseball, but uh, it is important because. If this information is is true, while it does not at this point indicate an illegal act, it does indicate uh, a disingenuous um, approach, right? A difference between what was publicly stated by this organization, what was privately acted upon. And the other side of the political aisle is, of course, having a field day with this. Yeah. Uh, you can check out, you can check out numerous statements by the, uh, other presidential front runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big one, right? Yeah. Tweets. You can mm-hmm. see tweets. Right. Yeah. You can see numerous tweets, uh, from Donald Trump's campaign regarding this. So this has given some fire to the supporters of the Bernie Sanders, the former Bernie Sanders campaign. Uh, and it, there was, uh, 
audible dissent. Yeah. You know, people were booing the crowd and people were cheering to outweigh the boos and the crowd was fighting with itself. And uh it seems like many of these people who were supporting Sanders are deciding which they were shouting shame, 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 like that scene in Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so this, of course, does not look like a very unified approach. And then on the other side of the political aisle, for different reasons, uh, there's a lot of dissent in uh, the conservative conventions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the question about WikiLeaks, though, the reason this is not over yet, while well, this is a current event, is because Julian Assange, when, remar- when talking about this, uh, Julian Assange also said that his next leaks will ensure the arrest of Hillary Clinton. Right. And, you know, that's that's a bit of a frightening idea that the, one of the top people to become president could be arrested for doing wrong things. It feels like a, a movie. And how much of that is just hyperbole? Perhaps. Know? How much of that is, is WikiLeaks marketing itself? And where did these come from? That's the big question. But first, a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's where it gets crazy. During an interview with CNN on July 24th, Robbie Mook, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, cited some unnamed experts... Uh. Which Ooh, is a tactic. You hear my Marge Simpson noise? Yeah, that's okay, a tactic I'll, I'll, we've heard. I'll, we'll get to it. Uh, these unnamed experts believe that, quote, the Russians are to blame for these DNC email leaks. And we have a quote from him. Noel, would you be so kind? Just a little, just FYI, there's, this is, this is conversational. This is someone, this is not, uh, printed from a book or a journal. This is a guy kind of stammering a little bit. So I'm going to try to do that justice. <clears throat> What's disturbing to us is that we experts are telling us that Russian state actors broke into the DNC, stole these emails, and other experts are now telling us that they are, the Russians, are releasing these emails for the purposes of actually helping Donald Trump. I don't think it's coincidental that these emails were released on the eve of our convention here. We also saw last week at the Republican convention that Trump and his allies made changes to the Republican platform to make it more pro-Russian. Boom. So it's, it's interesting there, right? When we, when we explore this statement, uh, on, on the Russian side, the Russian government responded as well. On Thursday, a uh, Kremlin spokesperson named Dmitry Peskov, uh, said accusations of a Russian hand in hacking democratic emails bordered on total stupidity. How do you say that in Russian? I feel like it's just going to be one word. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like it comes up and we're motivated by uh, what he said was an anti-Russian sentiment. Yeah. Uh, his quick quote is, as regards these emails, batches, uh, that is not our headache. We never poke our noses into others affairs. Mm-hmm. And we really don't like it when people try to poke their noses into ours. Ben, so, I mean, is this Russian notion just coming from this guy, Mook, this Mook? From, yeah, from the campaign manager. That's an interesting question because as, as you all heard, uh, I can't allow an unnamed expert to pass, uh, because in the U.S., uh, places like the Washington Post or New York Times, uh, or other publications of note will often use that or will publish something like that or a claim like that that comes from an anonymous source. And what this allows people to do is release an I'm just saying kind of thing mm-hmm. without uh, responsibility or culpability uh, or accountability, right? So it's it's a thing that happens often when, let's say, a member of the military or the government needs something out there, but at an arm's removed so they can say, I didn't actually say that. So then, for instance, a Pentagon spokesperson would say something off the record, and you'll hear unnamed official with the Pentagon says, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and this kind of technique is invidious and it's dangerous and it occurs 
so often. If you haven't noticed it before, now you will notice it over and over and over again, especially in uh, mainstream news. Back when I used to work for public radio, we were never allowed to use unnamed sources, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think what ends up happening is when the topic is so hush-hush and under wraps, I think it just it can shed a little bit of light on an area that otherwise would be completely murky. Sure. And you use that as a caveat. And, you know, that is being truthful if you're putting it out there and saying, hey, this is not confirmed. But it's the equivalent of saying, hey, somebody said, I heard. That's what Trump yeah. says all the time, you know? It's like, people say this thing. But it, it does kind of stink because if you're an effective journalist, you have sources that are embedded in places that have close ties or maybe are experts, but they just don't want their name out there associated with this, right? Well, hell, man, it's the same as what's going on with the WikiLeaks in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I mean, that's, that's uh, maintaining the anonymity of a source, and yeah. it doesn't make the source material any less valid if it can be confirmed and people respond to it. So, so yeah, if if we were talking about rather than a statement from an unnamed expert and we were looking at a document, let's say, that was showing mm-hmm. that it came somehow from a Russian source, then it would be different. Well, what? okay, for instance, just a totally different example um, for antagonizing uh, Iran or something like mm-hmm. that, then there would be a statement that's like, an unnamed source in the Pentagon said that Iran is uh, pushing Brinks is is uh, playing a brinksmanship game that it will lose, and particularly noted the continuing war exercises at the Strait of Hormuz or something. And that's clearly a threat from a government to another government. But now it's an I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And I think you make an excellent point, Noel, regarding the um the sort of double sided axe here, the double edged blade, uh, because we cannot praise one place and a a blanket scale for its anonymity while vilifying another side for essentially doing the same thing. But um, I want to point out this story that broke in New York Times on the 25th of July. He said, proving the source of a cyber attack is notoriously difficult which is true. Mm -hmm. And then they say, but researchers have concluded that the National Committee was breached by two Russian intelligence agencies, which were the same attackers behind previous Russian cyber operations at the White House, uh, the State Department, and the Joint Chief of Staff last year. They also say that metadata from the hacked email suggests they passed through Russian computers. And even though a hacker claimed responsibility for giving these to WikiLeaks, uh, the same agencies, those Russian intelligence agencies, are the prime suspects. There's actually a Times article from the very next day uh-huh. um, that just says American intelligence. This quote, American intelligence agencies have told the White House they now have high confidence that the Russian government was behind the theft of emails and documents from the DNC, according to federal officials who have been briefed on the evidence. Mm-hmm. What is interesting, though, is that they attribute it to, quote, fairly routine cyber espionage, which the U.S. takes part in as well. I mean, we're always poking our nose around other, you know, other countries' business, trying to just test the waters and make sure no one's up to any kind of terrorist activities. Right. Whatever, you know, I'm you just guess, saying, yeah. it's the, interesting. The biggest thing for me is proving that that is, in fact, the IP address where things came from, or if there are markers inside somewhere that were left that you could prove that this happened, because because anyone who is sufficiently sophisticated enough within to do one of these attacks, you have the ability to cover up your tracks, at least to a large extent. And you have to wonder, too, 
if the intent was, in fact, to manipulate an election, because what's coming out now is that there is suspicion that Trump isn't releasing his tax returns because it will show business dealings with uh, Russian oligarchs. Right. And therein lies a, you know, uh, motivation perhaps for him to perhaps, you know, be in collusion with the Russian government to help manipulate and swing things in his favor. Sure. There's also a possibility that this was done as a routine thing and that some individual decided to leak it to WikiLeaks. I think that's a good point because we have to remember that it's that it's often just an individual who becomes a whistleblower, but there's a bubble that occurs, right, in, in media. And right now it is uh, right now there are questions that are not being asked that should be asked, such as if like how much do we actually know as a nation mm-hmm. about the uh, cyber, the militarized cyber side of uh, the Russian government? We we know a little bit about the the um, Chinese government's relationship with hackers, but the Russian intelligence agencies and their cyber attack arms are relative black holes in the West. Mm -hmm. And usually when a country is hacking another country, they're looking for security stuff. They're looking for federal level things. Is it a little self-important to think that an entire country would care to that level? And if they were able, they were capable of doing that, then why didn't they do more? Yeah. Why would it be such a weird little thing about, oh, they said something sort of sleazy about someone's religion of, of all things to hack? And, well, yeah, I was, I was yeah. trying to imagine taking that route if it was, if it was truly state actors of going through WikiLeaks to have it come out if from a strategic standpoint, right? To, to show, to maybe hide the fact that it is you, right? Uh, that it is the state. Releasing it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, the, also the military intelligence, their, their resources are stretched. They don't have all the, the time and manpower. So this also, I don't know. This, this doesn't quite add up because I, I don't think there's any solid proof. There's high confidence, right? In the New York Times. What did our buddy Snowden have to say about it? You know, I'm glad you asked. He weighed in and he, he did say that if, uh, if a leak occurred or a hack occurred from, uh, the Russian side, from a state actor, then the NSA would know about it, would certainly know about it. And also let's not forget that Russia popping up in the news like this is a convenient reminder to Uncle Sam that, uh, Edward Snowden got away and is living, yeah. well, not the high life, but he's living a life outside of a jail in Russia. And so he also has had some recent conflicts with Julian Assange because, you know, WikiLeaks just wants to release everything in a searchable database. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Snowden says there should be some sort of curation. Yeah, journalistic okay. integrity. That goes right, into. right. Like if we're going to be harming people's lives or endangering people by releasing it. And that occurred to me here, too. I mean, this does seem like a pretty targeted release, you know, to bring negative attention to the Democratic Party in a time where many would argue that, you know, the alternative 
could be disastrous, shall we say? Yeah. So it makes me wonder, like, do, do Assange and his folks just kind of want to watch the world burn? <laughs> and, and also, you know, the stuff they don't want you to know here is the source of the leak. It reminds me of the Sony hacks, uh, a few years back when, when these rampant, increasingly odd, uh, accusations came forward and they, you know, people were saying North Korean government hacked Sony because they didn't like that movie. <laughs> Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, because, because that was, that was on the prior, the high on the priorities of an entire country it was a Seth Rogen movie. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage. Dennis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So there's another theory here, uh, which, Matt, you found. And as if this isn't enough to think about and mull over, there are other theories that are coming out of the woodwork uh, on our conspiracy. Oh, my gosh. If you aren't on there, go over to the subreddit, our conspiracy, and just look at that thing. It's all kinds of different ideas about what's going on and why. One of them 
that I found is from Richard Manzo, who is writing for Regated.com. And, Noel, you said you actually found this as well. Yeah, I saw a meme um, that just kind of like was, you know, uh, sort of an informational one that was trying to connect some dots here. And it just, you know, all you can do is look at this at at its face value. I don't know that there have been any specifics that have been released from this leak that lends any credence to this. But it sure is interesting that Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the um, ousted um, DNC chair, was Hillary Clinton's campaign chair when she was running against Barack Obama in 2008, in 2008, exactly. And at the time, the chair of the DNC was Tim Kaine. Well, in 2009. Correct, correct. But if you're going to do a little backroom dealings and say, hey, how can I install this person who is loyal to me as the chair of the Democratic National Committee, the body that will or will not help me get nominated for the presidency, I'm going to need the person that's in that job to step down and recommend my pick. And that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. with uh, with Tim Kaine. But in order to do that, you kind of got to promise Kaine something, don't you? What might that be? Hmm. Maybe my VP pick? I don't know. Oh, I thought it's not going <laughs> to... I thought it was going to be uh, some concert tickets, <laughs> yeah, like Steely Dan or something. And you know, as as you noted, Noel, there is absolutely no evidence to support this besides the circumstantial stuff of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, you know, it, it does seem like it would make uh, a good storyline for House of Cards, right? And I mean, you know, I, I again, we're not trying to get into opinions here, but we know that there are those that distrust. Hillary Clinton to a degree because she has a sort of interesting relationship with the truth, shall we say, in that she's changed stories several times in very high profile ways. I'm not saying that she is not truthful, but there have been examples multiple times of her telling different versions of stories and quote misremembering things. Sure. You know, and, and she comes from a, 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 just a massive political dynasty. Her husband was the president. Right. She was probably one of the most activist first ladies that we've seen, you know, and has held high level positions in the government ever since. But it's not as if, you know, I'm not going to engage in whataboutism or arguing in defense of any anyone actually in in this race but uh we see that on both sides sure this sort of twisting narrative and i i can completely see this being a revenge leak from a domestic source you know because again it's it's just it's strange and it's a it's a neat explanation to say that there's the, a, a Russian implication, but how do we know, like you said, Noel, that it wasn't an individual? How do we... With what, a vendetta. Right, right. Uh, at this point, a lot of what you are going to hear regarding this will be largely speculation tarted up to look like fact. Yep. And unfortunately, that's that's the world in which we live, but Julian Assange's statement also makes me also makes me wonder are we going to encounter uh more releases here it gives it it brings us to a bigger issue all right so if russia is implicated what's going to happen is that eventually there will be some sort of proof that will emerge right 
And what's going to happen with Snowden and Assange is that they're still going to stay in limbo for a while unless they get some kind of pardon from whomever becomes president next, which is, you know, honestly, probably not going to happen regardless of who uh, gets elected. But the much, much bigger issue here, and I think it's one that's explored by think tanks pretty often. I think it's one that's explored by policymakers, but not as often as it should be in the average news is what kind of, what kind of world, what kind of electoral processes are we going to encounter when a non-governmental, uh, non-profit private organization can affect something so powerful. A single anonymous individual could topple an institution. You know, if the right person with the access to the right stuff decides that they want to, as you said, no, watch the world burn, then they can just release like nuclear codes. Well, and in the same way that technology has closed the gap in terms of creators, for example, you know, now anyone can be a filmmaker. Anyone can, you know, has the wherewithal to get a computer with GarageBand could make an album on the same token. <laughs> Anyone with access to this information, whether they work within a company, within a government organization, it is easier now than it ever has been to affect real change, be it positive or negative. Mm -hmm. And and we're increasingly seeing distrust of the media that use the days of the trustworthy anchor with the patriarchal fireside voice just telling you what is what and who is who and so and so those days are gone people don't believe in that kind of thing anymore and you know should we have in the beginning and what we're seeing now is just the, these various competing conflicting narratives um overall it is it is hopefully a good thing because it allows it's a great equalizer yeah it allows people ourselves included to to see both sides of an argument despite the uh internet filter and search bubble which is real uh we've talked about that in the past how your past searches will indicate your opinion about something and how google uh or another search engine will cater to that mm -hmm. opinion and the same thing of course happens with your instagram your facebook did you see that facebook admitted to filtering out dnc leak Stories. Yes, and they didn't say why they did it. They also, uh, they also were showing preferential treatment to or killing um, conservative perspective things. And you know, I think, I think Facebook is one of the most garbage forums on earth to have a serious conversation yeah. about religion. Money, love, or politics. You I, know? Like I said, it's a great aggregator sure. of different sources. I love it for that. That is where I get my news. I don't, I mean, I just, in terms of I've subscribed to different pages and, you know, I'm mainly it's meme pages. That's where I live right now mm -hmm. in the, the world of memes because the, the real world's kind of ugly. Um, but yeah, God, don't ever try to get into a back and forth. God forbid, with one of your friends with an extreme opposing viewpoint as you. It is danger. Danger, Will Robinson. It's bad times. Don't do it. <laughs> yes. Where are we at with this, though, man? This is obviously a continuing story. Right. This is obviously something we're going to keep seeing with these leaks. You always have 
an, a massive volume, and so it takes time to dig through and find the tasty bits. Mm-hmm. We've obviously found a few, but what's next? Well, that's a great question, and it's something that we would like your help answering, ladies and gentlemen. We can say if Julian Assange is telling the truth, uh, then there will be other leaks to follow. As we record this, uh, some voicemails were uh, recently released, which well, yeah, they we're, were still sorting through. They were a part of the leaks. It's just they were kind of hidden throughout it. Yeah. And there was a user on Reddit that went through and made a transcription, which was really nice, So you could, mm-hmm. or at least a basic transcription. Sure. So you could see what they are without having to filter through them. And it's it, easy to get lost in the the wash of information because now mm-hmm. it's no longer a needle in a haystack situation. The truth was hidden in the fifties by being suppressed. Now the truth is hidden by being part of a glut of information. Let's not forget about the crowdsourcing yeah. side of this. You know, yeah. you release this massive dump and there are enough people with enough time on their hands that if you work together, you know, independently, but yet as kind of a swarm of people, you're going to dig through and find the stuff much quicker, you know? Yes. And speaking of crowdsourcing, we're we're going to put a pause on this for now and wait for more information to develop. We would like to hear from you. Is there something to this Russian allegation? Does WikiLeaks have uh, damaging political information? This is a whodunit. And pretty soon, it may be a who'd have thunk it. And sadly, often with these cases, uh, maybe it will be gone in a week and we won't hear about it again, save for this strange episode of this podcast. But before we go today, speaking of our amazing listeners, I think it's time for Shout Out Corners. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, our shout-out corner. Uh, our first shout-out comes uh, to us uh, via Christopher H. Christopher H. says, hey, guys, love the show. It keeps me full of facts during my long hours driving at work. Recently read a book titled The Truth About Dishonesty and found it absolutely fascinating. It explains and questions the idea of cheating and how it is universal. Several of the experiments made me question the nature of mankind but I know and see how the world works a bit clearer. I also believe Netflix has released a video version explaining the experiments within. I thought it'd be a good idea to do a podcast on cheating and believing our own lies as it ties in nicely with issues uh, at the ha- heart of banking, politics, and sports. Hope this finds you well. Uh, shout out from rainy Scotland and to the love of my life, Zoe, who has to listen to all the stories you guys tell on a secondhand basis. Thanks so much for writing, Christopher. The second shout-out for today goes to Amy Gonzalez. Hello, fellas. I'm a loyal podcast listener and would love a birthday shout-out for this coming podcast. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Amy birthday. Gonzalez. And shout-out to your man, JR, because in a previous email, you asked for a shout-out to him as well, and I don't think we got to that one. Uh, also said, I'd love to thank Noel for the Il Popa voice. I have to say, Amy, this brightened my day and and justified that stupid voice that Ben makes me do um, that we came up with uh, whilst, um, you know, having a little cocktail yeah, uh, of yeah. a night after work. So um, it's a great voice. Uh, uh, yeah. Amy, I bless you, Amy. You are a good soul. You have a very kind heart and uh, may God be with you. Who's next? The final shout-out goes to Jonathan V. 
Uh, Jonathan says he found us listening to Josh and Chuck. Well, that's cool. Apparently they shouted us out. He has concerns about Pokemon Go. Uh, as we kind of mentioned, there are a lot of concerns about the game. Only concern I have is when I'm going to get a dang Bulbasaur. <laughs> what what level are you right now? Seven, man. I'm I'm way behind. Everyone else in the office is like twenty something. Yeah, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm currently level zero. I haven't started yet. Diana, my wife, tells me I need to. Uh, he says. With metadata picking out individuals and selling uh, unique data, um, it might be possible, but not so cost-effective to monetize. However, when you fit a demographic and you need a Squirtle, how how much value is there to a particular store or location in having a Squirtle when they know that within Pokemon Go you need one? That's interesting. So the idea of strategically placed Pokemon to get people into brick-and-mortar stores? Yeah, that's uh, a very yeah. good point. Uh, he says he's listening in exile in Germany. And thank you. And that concludes... But wait, you might be saying, what about my email? What about my tweet? Uh, one that I want to send you guys to let you and uh, my fellow listeners know about something going on in my neck of the global woods. We would love to hear from you, and we're pretty easy to find nowadays. We're not an anonymous WikiLeak source. We are on Facebook and Twitter, where we are Conspiracy Stuff. We are on Instagram, where we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. If you liked this podcast or this information, check out our earlier podcast on WikiLeaks. You can find it along with every single other audio podcast we've ever done on our website, StuffTheyDon'tWantYouToKnow.com. And if none of that is really scratching you behind the ears, if it's not getting that, that itch, then uh, you can write to us directly at our email address. Conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.